Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello everyone, I'm coming back for part two of my EPIC framework, Prosperity. So about four weeks ago, I did the part one, which is about energy, and I hope you enjoyed it because I think learning about energy is so important in business, but more generally in life. Uh, today, I want to talk about prosperity because in EPIC, you can see E is for energy, P is for prosperity. And I decided to look a little bit into dictionaries because that's something that I'm quite passionate about. Being a linguist, uh, dictionaries have always um, lived with me, uh, moved with me. I have probably the biggest English-French dictionary on the planet, which I bought when I did my translation and interpretation school. And so I, yeah, words for me are quite important. And even though, um, when I saw the P in prosperity in the epic, I didn't completely measure the magnitude of the choice of that word over, for example, abundance or wealth. It actually is perfect for what I'm going to talk about today. So first definition from the Merriam-Webster's dictionary online, the condition of being successful or thriving. It could not be more perfect. You'll see as this episode unfolds. And then it adds between brackets, especially by making a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it mentions economic prosperity, you know, um, because you probably know if you know a little bit about economics. I don't know much, but I touched upon it when I studied uh, my law degree you will know that there are periods of economic prosperity and then there's um, periods of economic crisis. And we've experienced a lot of these over the years. Um, for myself, uh, I've experienced the big crisis in the 90s where um, I was just coming out of university a year earlier than most of my peers because my father became quite ill when he retired. So I didn't have the luxury to continue my studies into a master's degree. I had actually planned to finish my Bachelor of Arts in Law in the UK, but had to cut short on all my projects. So I found a job in a very prestigious law firm but I was probably me and my future husband back then were the first ones who went on to find a job. And then all our peers, because they came on the job market a year later, found it incredibly difficult to find jobs. So that was the first crisis. Um, and I'm not going to focus on all the crises because this is not the, uh, the, the, the purpose of this episode. However, I suppose prosperity is used sometimes in contrast with crisis. Now, I went on then to look for and compare the definition of prosperity to the definition of abundance and the definition of wealth, right? So abundance is a very large quantity of something. You can see there's already a massive difference between prosperity and abundance. 
Abundance is more vague. You could have an abundance of bills or problems, really. <laughs> and sometimes I use that um, when I'm in my prosperity teaching mode. Uh, it's also more about the volume. And there's an idea that there's too much, that it's overflowing. Now, I'm not particularly fond of that because uh, I like to leave leanly. And that doesn't mean that I don't like luxury, but I don't like to have too many things. And I consider um, an accumulation of things as clutter. And I, I really don't want that in my world. So abundance doesn't nail it for me. It might for you, in which case, you know, um, fair, but it doesn't for me. Like I've never had a hundred and a hundred pair of shoes and I, I don't think I ever will. Um, no judgment here because it's whatever makes people happy. Um, so let's move on to wealth. It's a plentiful supply of a particularly desirable thing. So wealth only refers to material things. Whereas you go back to the definition of prosperity, the condition of being successful or thriving, uh, there is no particular emphasis on materialism. I really like that. Because for me, prosperity is a feeling with a spiritual touch. Okay. So my question, my next question is going to be, what does it take to feel successful? And I went on to do some more research of words. But first, let me talk to you about perfectionism, because if you talk about prosperity and success and thriving, perfectionism is almost always going to point its ugly head right away. I, I have had a long battle with perfectionism. And I'm not saying that I'm there yet, but I've done a lot of mindset work around it. And I want you to understand that being prosperous, feeling like we're thriving and successful is a mindset journey. Okay. If you are a perfectionist um, and if you are ambitious and I am both, you will probably never feel successful unless you work at it. So let me give you some examples of how I managed not to feel successful. I even managed to feel like a fraud despite all my achievements, right? So very first, I finished first of my year as a lawyer studying a combination of law and translation degrees at the same time. And there were no specific treatment for us in the translation school. We had to do the same job as people who did the translation degree. And in the law school, we had to do exactly the same. We often missed lectures and we had to make friends with people who only did one degree to, make, to get the, their notes. And a lot of them were very nice and, and understanding. So... Did I celebrate the fact I was the first um, of my year? I didn't even do that. Um, <coughs> how interesting. This is making me cough. I'm not going to cut this out because it's really important for you to understand that from a point of view of energy, when we cough, it's something that we need to work on. So still stuck in my throat, I think, but I'm not going to unpack the dirty laundry in my family in this episode, at least not, it's not the purpose of today. So I had a 15 year thriving career as a lawyer and not just any lawyer, but I'm probably, I have mentioned this before. I traveled the world and rubbed shoulders with ministers and CEOs and CFOs, basically big fish. I wrote my first book in English in six weeks. That book got me an agent. 
I defied the odds and a real walking miracle. I created a regular £2,000 a month income by working only one day per week. My podcast that I launched in June reached the top 5% global rankings. And I just signed up Gay Hendricks to come as, as a guest on this podcast in 2022. And yet I suffer from imposter syndrome. And I always, I'm always afraid someone is going to uncover me as a fraud. Now, about the podcast, as soon as I, I had finished the, the podcast launch and I reached that milestone, I was already setting my next goal of reaching the 1% top um, podcast in the world. I mean, how crazy is that? Thankfully, I have some really good friends who told me, look, stop for a minute. Just take it in. Take it in before you set your next goal. So what I want to say is that, yeah, you can be successful without feeling successful. So take that into your stride and, and what you do yourself, right? Especially if you're a high achiever. So, all right, let's go back to the definition of the condition of being successful or thriving. I am big, really, 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 really big on creating success on your terms. And that's why prosperity fits me like a glove. Prosperity will look different to any, um, to every, every one of us. And success on your terms is actually the mastermind that I am launching at the moment because it's so important to me. Um, as a side note, if you're interested to join the mastermind, there's only six spots and we start in at the end of November. So reach out if you're interested and I'll um, put you on the list of, of interviews. So now I want to ask you, <clears throat> what does success mean to you, right? What does it, does it mean to you? I had success as an international lawyer, but it was not compatible with my idea, my vision of motherhood. I had to redefine success. And for me, success is having enough time for my kids, having time to home educate them, having a vibrant health and having a nurturing romantic relationship. Okay, so what I maybe pause this recording, pause this video, pause, pause this podcast episode and go and write down what is your um, idea of success. Success is also the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. So for some, it will be fame. For others, it will be wealth. But I... I suspect for a lot of you listening to this podcast, it will be more about leaving a legacy, making a difference. That can be successful. And that doesn't have to come with all the glitter and the fame. Right, so thriving, because both words we're using in the definition, success or thrive, is to prosper or flourish. And it means to grow or develop well. And they add vigorously. And I think that I would put between brackets because we all have our own pace, right? Um, of course, the, the turtles and the hare come to mind. I think the turtles or the hare is a little bit judgmental of the, the hare, actually. And being a person that really acts fast and can do things 100% faster than most people, I think we just need to honor what our pace is right? And not judge and just own it. 
with its um, strength and its weaknesses. So for me, success is earning £2,000 a month by working one day a week because um, it suits my lifestyle. And, but for the longest of time, I looked at entrepreneurs with six figures and I felt like a failure. I was using the wrong measuring stick, right? I want you to be aware of that. This is really important. Now, let's move to part two of this podcast episode. Prosperity is also about the law of attraction and the art of manifesting. And that's a part that I absolutely love too. Abraham Hicks, um, and if you don't know them, please go and find them uh, on YouTube. They have a ton of videos. Um, they also have a website where you can find out more about their work. But I love this quote from them. They are the people who are behind, actually, the secret that would made such a, a big success on um, at the cinemas. And they're not even in the film. So if you want to learn about the law of attraction and the art of manifesting from the actual people who, I'm not going to say they created it because this has been existing from time immemorial, but they're the ones who brought a more modern touch to it that feels a lot more, I think, palatable, although I am aware that some people really don't like them. So if it's you, don't force yourself. You can find so many different prosperity teachers, such as, um, you know, Napoleon Hill and all sorts of others. There's so many people on the market. You'll probably find someone that speaks to you in the right way. And I do speak about prosperity. So if, if you like the way I talk about it, keep listening. But they say that manifesting a castle is as easy as manifesting a button. And I believe that this is true because it lies on the fact that you have to actually know deep down inside that you're capable of manifesting something. And if you do, if you believe in it, then you can do it. But if you don't, you'll never do it. So it's very subtle, the law of attraction, because you, you need to be clear about the outcome that you want, but at the same time, you need to be detached about it not needy. And that's something that took me years to master. You need to identify your limiting beliefs around money, but not just money, also about debt. Okay, so it's about knowing what you want. A lot of people are very vague. They just say, I want more money. Well, the universe might just send you a penny just to test you and show you, yeah, here's more money. Do you know what you want? Also, sometimes people are too afraid to set real money goals. And I will hold up my hand and say, I was. So I want enough money. People might say, I want enough money. But what does that even mean? They also forget to brush up their spending habits. So if you pour money into a sieve, it's not really a solution. You want to have a container. You want to have good money husbandry habits. Um, you want to not waste money. You want to be respectful of money. You also want to have a, a healthy relationship with money. And in my prosperity course, I and in my one-to-one -one work with my clients, I encourage them to write a love letter to money, which is something that I've done dozens of times. And it's beautiful how my letters have evolved over time.
You might want to do that every month just to see how much progress you're making on your prosperity journey. And also one of the problems that people um, encounter or they're not even aware it's a problem is when they're not ready to do the work. Um, not forgiving someone in your life is something that is definitely going to hold back on your prosperity and create money blocks. Now, I'm aware that forgiveness cannot be forced, so it has to be done at the right time. And I actually had um, one of the most powerful um, experiences of forgiveness with someone who never asked me uh, for, for it, who never said sorry, and they still haven't to this day. But I realized that I had to free myself of the resentment. And that's actually when I started my true prosperity um, journey is when I was, I was able to forgive someone, even though that person had no intent to um, say they're sorry and, and had no remorse, let's put it this way. I was the one who had to do the inner work and to release. And then some people prefer to be right than to be prosper. That's your choice, it's fine. There's no judgment here as well. But know that if you truly want to be on that path of prosperity, you will have to practice your muscle of forgiveness. Right. So being truly prosperous takes commitment, right? It's not just about the money. It's about habits. It's about mindset. It's about letting go of fear. It's about gratitude. And it's about committing to real growth. Okay. And I would love to be the one to help you to do that. Unless you work on all those aspects, riches will not satisfy you. Now, there's a very, very quick way to identify your limiting beliefs around money is to notice your thoughts about rich people, right? So let's do an exercise right now. Let's pause this podcast or this video and grab a pen and paper and in the, the, do a quick fire writing, like write without thinking. So write down the first five words that come to mind when you think of very rich people. And this will show you where the work is. You could do the same about debt, right? So now you know where the work is. Now, I want you to understand and you probably know this already, but sometimes the obvious needs to be said. Money can be a vehicle for good, right? When you become richer, you don't change. You're the same person. It just magnifies who you are. So if you have some un, uh, unresolved issues around money, or if you haven't done enough um, self-development, then it's just gonna magnify your, your flaws. And we all have flaws. So, you know, but why do we point out the flaws of rich people as if it was worse for them to have flaws than it is for us because we're not rich? That in itself is already a huge block to your prosperity if you're thinking that. Um, I want you to know as well that keeping yourself small or poor is not going to help people who are poor and who need more money, right? So don't wait for the world to change. It starts with you. I personally want to be very rich, a multimillionaire, so that I can leave a legacy. And for me, my legacy is twofold. 
And there might be more along the way, but this is my focus at the moment. I want to put intuition on the curriculum and I want to create a foundation to support neurodivergent families, right? I used to think only the lottery could help me to do that, but I know now that the power is in me and that is true prosperity, right? I also know that intuition is the tool that is going to take me from A to B in manifesting those two um, two-part legacy, that two-part legacy. I want you, now that you've listened to this episode, to go and share in my free group, The Intuitive Revolution for Brilliant Entrepreneurs, with the hashtag podcast and aha, why do you want to be prosperous? And what are you going to do to get there? What is your commitment? Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.